Welcome back to Jesse's Girls. This is your host, Jesse Chambliss. I am recording this because I have a lot of thoughts about things that have happened in pop culture over the past week, and I needed a space to rant, and then I remembered I have a podcast. <laughs> but really, I know I don't normally do a sort of pop culture roundup like this, but I have some thoughts. So we're going to cover Chloe, her album release. We're going to talk about Ariana Grande and what she said about body image. We're going to talk about Ellie Goulding. I know, it was out of left field for me too. And then we're going to close out this little moment together with Kelly Clarkson, okay? Because she released two new songs, and I need to talk about them. Back to Chloe. So, Chloe of Chloe and Hallie, a star on the rise. She was known for working with her sister, of course. They released a really incredible album, ungodly hour you know really in the middle of covid we had chance to sit and digest it it was leaning more on the avant-garde side of things and then you know they wanted to do some solo endeavors right hallie books little mermaid for disney huge chloe wanted to go out and make music she wanted to do thing things solo it doesn't mean that she'll never make music with her sister again and so she has this sort of really long game release it felt like it took forever. She released the first single, Have Mercy. It did okay. It wasn't a smash hit, but it wasn't a flop by any means. I liked it. I thought it was a good introduction to her and maybe the sound that she was trying to go. And then she kind of went all over the place with the single releases. She released Treat Me. Um, I had a moment on TikTok. She released Surprise. She released a song with Chris Brown. She released a song with Lotto. And... It seemed like we didn't get a sense for who she was as an artist. That happens sometimes. Sometimes we don't have the ability to fully grasp who someone is from one album cycle. Well, she finally announces earlier this year that she's releasing her full album in pieces. And she does. We got the numbers this past week. And it debuted at 119 on the Billboard 200. <sighs> That's tough. You know, I want to act like numbers don't mean anything, but I mean, this is a business, right? The music industry is a business and these are jobs. So it's nice that as a musician, you get to merge your passions with your profession, but you still are working for money. You still have people to answer to, of course. And I feel like the discourse around this album not doing so well is really kind of gross and unfair. And I've heard a myriad of different things. There are some themes that I think have been pretty consistent with the criticism. Um, one being that she oversexed herself to the point where it felt like it was try hard. It was in your face a lot. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel, you know, easy and breezy like some of the other women who make sex part of their brand. Okay, fair. You know, that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I don't really have anything to answer to that argument. Um, you know, she did come off as a little try hard with, you know, the fact that she was <laughs> exclusively wearing like small latex things and showing off her body a lot and all that kind of stuff. But I really don't find anything wrong with that personally. If you've got it and you want to show it, go for it. I think for me, the music wasn't delivering. The singles weren't delivering. The the choices to not put some of the first songs that did better on the album was a strange one. 
you know, the, the overall package just didn't work. But I wanted to give Chloe a chance because in the beginning, I felt like she was pretty try hard and I was not connecting with her. And then I think I flip flopped once I listened to the album and I thought, oh, there's promise here. Right. I didn't completely write her off because I didn't think that the you know album was great. I thought maybe next time she'll really get it because I feel like it's OK to stick with people and give them another chance. We're so short sighted now with the music industry because we're just bombarded with new things. We can touch any decade era of music instantly at our fingertips with streaming and so our attention span doesn't need to be long but i think it's important for us to dig in deeper sometimes with certain artists if you find it worth it um you don't have to give chloe a chance but i think the uh, you know the criticism has been a little bit unfair uh, you know particularly like this notion that she's really like thirsty for the fame and everything well isn't that the point <laughs> aren't celebrities celebrities because they want to be famous sure they want to make music but if music was strictly a passion and they had no care about being famous then they would just play music and they wouldn't profit off of it on such a large scale right every celebrity in essence that sticks with it wants to be a celebrity in some piece of their being and so why is chloe being demonized because she wants to be famous and make art that is the point why should she have to act coy about her passion, her desire, her need to be on stage and to have this audience watching her? Because that is what everybody else is doing. You know, I think there are a lot of things at play here. One, of course, she's a woman. And so you have to act a million different ways at once to be a successful woman. And you're always going to have criticism. Um, you know, I think about the fact that we get mediocre albums from white artists all the time and black women are held to a higher standard they can't fail and if they do they're completely washed up um you know the intersectionality of criticisms <laughs> matches the intersectionality of identities that chloe is uh you know facing or i mean uh, wearing in this public arena i also heard a really interesting criticism uh you know if you've been listening to this podcast you know that i have a church background and uh i don't necessarily uh, think of my church experience as always the greatest thing for me. I, I have some uh, pain points that I've had to work through. Um, I've been a queer person in a progressive queer affirming church space. And so I've seen it all. I've seen the uber conservative. I've seen the really progressive spaces. So I've been in all facets of church. Okay. And I feel like I have a pretty good nuanced perspective of it. Even if it's not for me, I know that for some people it's great and not everybody is demonizing queer people in the church. Right. Um, and, and not even in all institutions of the church are demonizing queer people. So, um, I think you can use the term church broadly to, uh, offer criticism for the, the body as a whole and still understand that that doesn't mean that every single person is doing said thing, right? It's a, it's a systemic issue within a lot of church denominations. And I say all of this to say that Chloe got some criticism from, certain people about her song title pray it away so she has a song pray it away and it's uh, you know it's really an expression of uh just saying like you got to give some things to god and and you know whatever there's a message there uh, but i think it was a really like stylistic choice i think that it was maybe you know honing in on some of her cultural and spiritual experiences and her expression of faith and um, 
some people were saying that it was insensitive to queer people because they're a large base of her audience. And to that, I say reach, 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 reach. In fact, I would say that that criticism is insensitive because it completely erases the many queer people who have some sort of expression of Christian faith, right? Um, because it's making, it's like it's the people criticizing that are making themselves some sort of moral authority to, um, you know, all of these other people who don't represent all of the queer community, right? A lot of queer community, a lot of the queer community has issues with the church and they are completely founded and valid for sure. Um, but that doesn't negate the fact that that was a complete reach. So I wanted to take a firm stance there all in all i mean this was like a eh for chloe but i'm sure she's going to do something great in the future and i'm rooting for her instead of celebrating her failure it's weird <laughs> moving on to ariana grande ariana has been filming wicked she's kind of disappeared from public life for a while as she's focusing on this and um, I think that's great. You know, she's focusing on something different and she really wants to do it well. Good for her. She had to release a video because people keep commenting on, commenting on her body. When she does post photos or photos are posted of her or videos, she does look thinner. Okay. Now, that doesn't automatically mean that she is sick or that she is suffering from some sort of dysfunctional, dysfunctioned eating. And so to make some sort of baseless blanket claim about what you think is absolutely happening is wild. You know, and I always go back to Britney Spears because people are constantly diagnosing her. They do it with Mariah Carey. They do it with a lot of women. They're always diagnosing them with this, 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 and that. And I'm sorry, but you are an Instagram comment doctor and that's not what I need. That's not what anybody needs. It, it's really hard. Like we are, we are visual creatures. Sometimes we're going to comment on people's appearance. I understand if someone gets drastic plastic surgery and they look completely different from one day to the next, that's a statement. I get it. Like it'd be very difficult not to comment on it. Um, I think it's more appropriate to criticize Ariana's race hopping between eras if we're going to criticize anything, how she went from the, you know, fairest skinned person to 50 shades darker and speaking with a black scent. I mean, that's more of what we should be commenting on. Uh, but as I mentioned in my little mix episode, talking about Jesse Nelson, um, both things can be true that she can be validly criticized for black fishing, but also unfairly bombarded and bullied for her body in the way that she looks and the same thing goes for ariana like there there are plenty thing plenty of things to criticize about celebrities and the decisions they make stop talking about their appearance did we learn nothing from britney <laughs> did we learn nothing from ruining some of these celebrities lives back in you know 06 07 we saw what happened to amanda Bynes and how the public affected her and, and the spotlight we saw what happened to Lindsay. We saw what happened to Britney. So stop. There's a complex post about Ariana and the video that she released, you know, saying people should stop commenting on her body. And the comments are horrendous, disgusting, mostly men, of course. And 
they it, it, it's weird because you we all recognize like of course like a comment section is a small microcosm of society but so many comment sections are bad so what are what are these people thinking when they when they comment these horrific things on this post and they go back to their lives as a person who goes to church or is a nurse or is this or is that and they're you know it, it, it's just such a weird thing to see how people show their asses online i've been guilty of it before i you know but then i grew <laughs> and then i learned and these people that are my age or older saying all this shit where's the growth it it really grosses me out and i would say to you if you're single and you're listening to this always check what they comment to you know they the old adage of see how they treat service workers when you're on a date if you're at a restaurant or whatever is a good indicator of if they're a good person or not same thing for what they're doing online so pay attention to that let's talk about ellie golding <laughs> i never thought i'd be talking about ellie golding she's not someone who is on my radar uh most of her popular songs i actually don't enjoy especially that 50 shades of gray song well and that burn 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 song not my cup of tea i like some of her earlier stuff though i really liked her first album um and i think she has a unique but listenable voice i think it's good i think she can sing really well and as i mentioned with chloe you know i'm always ready to give someone a chance so ellie releases this album and it's called higher than heaven she released it uh, April 7th, and it, please take my recommendation and listen to this album. It's, it's giving dance floor anthem for sure, but it is giving layers to the songs. It's giving texture. Things are interesting. Not every song sounds the same. It's cohesive, but it doesn't sound like a, a, you know an hour and a half of one song, and you can't tell the difference between them. It's a great gym album. There's some real depth here. I fully missed her single releases for this album, including Easy Lover, which has a big Sean feature. Um, wow. Wasn't expecting that. It works beautifully. She has an album cut on here uh, called Better Man. Wow. Uh, one of those, it starts out a certain way, and then um, you know you hit the, hit the chorus, and it's like, shit, we really settled in here. Uh, you know, there's a there's a couple of other standouts that are really great, but I would implore you to listen to this album, especially because right now with everything happening in my personal life and in the world, I need some upbeat music. I need I need some things that make me want to dance. And if you're tired of listening to your old stuff, which I never really get tired of listening to my old music, but I do need to switch it up and I like to listen to new things. This is a great one for you. So Higher Than Heaven by Ellie Goulding. Oh. Right. And now to Miss Clarkson. Wow. We got we got something different from her. Now, it, it, we've heard the Kelly breakup anthems before and we've heard her heartache before. So I'm not saying it's different in that way, but I think her approach to it is really mature now, which makes sense for where she is in life. And I'm really glad that the songs were interesting. Okay. So she released a, a double single, Mine and Me, and she said she wanted to release both of them at the same time because it's really hard to get a sense for what an album is going to be from one single. And so releasing this double single at the same time is giving you a taste of what's to come and what to expect. 
you know, I, I think I have a preference for mine. And I've seen some discourse online where people are like, me is, is great because you get vocals. Um, my friend Rob said that too. We were talking about the album. He's a huge, or talking about the songs. He's a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. Um, me, me was like the vocal delivery that we wanted, right? But I think there really is something beautiful about when she pulls back, when she shows her range and back to pigeonholing people and, and not approaching things with nuance. Um, Kelly doesn't need to scream and, and, and hit some massive note in every song for me to like it. Uh, I love when an artist is able to show a different side of who they are and what they can do with their voice. And good singing isn't just belting, right? Of course, she's going to give us a good belt in most of her songs, but um, that's not the focus of this one. I think the, um, especially mine, I think the uh, production, I think the structure of the song is really strong. And I'm really excited to hear what happens with Kelly. Now, I know the whole album isn't going to be sad. She mentioned that she, you know, there, there's going to be some happy moments on there. And she's really, you know, wanting to showcase all of the emotions that she's feeling. And also, I would have just been happy to get music from her period at this point in her career. I don't wish for a divorce so that I can get a good album a la Adele or Taylor Swift or whatever. Um, I just want artists to give something elevated let's say that instead of just different it doesn't need to really be different it needs to be elevated right and i think that kelly is in a place artistically anyway where she could um elevate who she is as an artist she's been doing great covers she's been you know in a different lane for a while and and really mentoring people on the voice and now it's her time to shine again and to show us who she is and so i can't wait i hope that you all are kelly fans and, uh, you know, if there's anything else that you ever want me to cover and give a little rant on, I can make these short episodes because this was really cathartic <laughs> doing this. So I really appreciate you all tuning in. Um, if I feel incredibly impassioned about anything, of course, I'll hop on here and I'll talk. I hope you're enjoying the girl group season. I've got three groups left. Okay. The, we're going to talk about Pussycat Dolls, TLC, and Danity Kane. So... I hope you're interested. Uh, those are some of the juicier stories for sure. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed this. the rest of the season. We're going to go out with a bang. And after this, I have some great one-off things lined up. And I think you're going to be right there on this journey with me and be glad for it. So please, please rate, subscribe, share, all of the things. You can find my Instagram at Jesse's Girls Pod. Please give me a follow on there. I love to hear from you. I like your DMs. I like your reviews. And I always want to hear how you're feeling about things and what you want. And if there's anything that I haven't covered that you want to, you know, that you want me to talk about, I will deeply consider it. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it, but I will deeply consider it. Okay, until next time.